All right, here we are again. Two guys, one spirit. Praise be to God, Oliver, for this blessed day. Yes, thank you, Jesus, for bringing us together on this uh, beautiful day, giving us another day to glorify you in um, in our lives and through our lives and just share, I guess, what you've been doing through us and how you've been working in us. So... Let's go, John. What are we doing today? Amen. Praise be to God. We we're just gonna be we're just opening it up here to the spirit to see where he where he leads us, right? <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty crazy. The other day I was talking with Renee. Renee's my cousin for people out there. And she was like, So uh you guys still do your podcast? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, we still do it. We're we're aiming for once a month and you know, John reached out yesterday to try to meet our once a month, month once a month quota. So here we are. And um, she was like, yeah, so do you still like not have any idea of what you're going to talk about on the day of your podcast, on the day of recording? And I said, yeah, we kind of just figure it out as we go. So today is going to be another one of those days, I feel Amen. It's the way it should be. Yeah, so it's kind of been a while. It's been almost a month since we've last been on here. And I know, John, you've been kind of on this journey of obedience to God and His plans for you and your life um, in every moment of every day. And so, I don't know, kind of just thinking... For those people out there that are kind of wondering, like, how do you determine, like, what's coming from God and what's not from God? And, um, I don't know, let's just give them an example of our conversation right before this. <laughs> we, were, we were trying to determine what, what topic we were going to have, and then... I mentioned, what did I mention? I mentioned, um, oh, let's talk about what God has been doing in your life, John, and, and, and how he has been walking with you on your journey. And then you, you laughed and you smiled. <laughs> and you were like, oh, well, if that's where the Holy Spirit or if that's where God is leading you or leading us to go for this podcast, let's, let's go ahead and do it. Something along those lines, right? Yeah, yeah. And so then I thought, oh, okay, well, that's kind of interesting. How, how do you determine, um, how does anyone determine, but we can speak for ourselves, like what God's plan for us is for the day, for the moment, or where God is leading us through his Holy Spirit? Like, you know, what does, uh, what does that look like in our lives? Yeah, that's a great question. It's a it's a it's a deep one. It's not. I don't think it's like. I don't think it's like necessarily a simple answer either. You know, because I think that God is. Um, he just meets us where we're at. I mean, we've had we've had a previous episode where we talked about that, but. Um, I know for. I know for me, at least just with um, the journey I've been on since I've been on this, like in this RT program, um, for those that don't know uh, what that is, it's, um, I'm on, I'm on this uh, accelerated 18 month program to become a respiratory therapist. And um, I didn't even like, this is all God's plan for me. Cause I, like when I first had my conversion, um, Oliver was one of the first people I reached out to and he was already a practicing RT with a, with an active license at that time. And so that was just kind of a, kind of a interesting thing to think about as I was, as I kind of was walking on this path, um, that he, the Lord has put a lot of RTs around me. Um, my wife is a registered nurse, but at any rate, um, 
I would say kind of um, where I feel like, you know, in reference to what you just brought up regarding, you know, what we're talking about today, like in, so before, before my, um, well, before COVID, before COVID back in 2019, you know, Oliver and I used to talk a lot on the phone, like a lot. And so one of the things that he said to me was like, I'm feeling moved to tell you to go to daily mass. And at that time in my journey, I was like sold out because I was like having marriage troubles. And I was just like, Lord, whatever, you, whatever you tell me to do, I'm just going to do it because I was a mess. Like I had just all of my sin and just everything that I was, that I had done wrong throughout my 11 and a half years of civil marriage. I was just like, I knew that all the chaos that was in my life, the Lord had revealed to me that it was a result of my choices, my decisions, my actions. So when Oliver said this to me, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try that. I'm going to, I'm just going to say, yes, I'm going to try that. And like, that was such a big thing for me, um, at that time, I, I literally was going to daily mass every day. That was like July, all the way through July, 2019, all the way through until the churches started shutting down because of COVID. And that was like, like, it was almost sad when, when the churches went down uh, as far as closing the doors because I had really embraced it, you know, going to daily mass and just receiving Jesus every day. It really made a big difference in my life. I felt like brought me closer to the Lord. And so I share this to say that, um, when the churches started opening up, I didn't immediately go back every day. Like, like, you know, I didn't, I just didn't, it just was like, you know, kind of, used to i guess um not going not going in you know in the actual church so i was going you know i was fulfilling you know we were fulfilling our sunday obligation but aside from that i mean not you know it wasn't really anything obviously the holy days of obligation but nothing nothing more well in this program i was like feeling moved because uh, term three, it's a five-term program. And term three was when we had to start learning about mechanical ventilation, which was like you had heard from other students that were kind of going through this program that that was like really difficult. Just like, it's like a foreign language. And uh, I was really feeling like I needed more of the Lord in order to like get through this part of the program like i just was feeling moved that i needed to start going to mass every day again so this was in july of this year so i started in it was like july 1st or something like that was, um i just started going again every day and i, I haven't stopped since and so i kind of share that why i felt moved to share that in terms of what you brought up in the question, like, like the, like the discussion we had prior to like starting to record was you said like, like you brought up, like, what does that look like? Well, I think we have to like, if we're really going to try to live in such a way where we're, you know, pursuing the will of God in every moment of our lives, we have to, try to like eliminate anything in our lives that is almost creating a separation from the Lord, I would say. And I know for me, just having that frame of reference where, you know, I was going to daily mass for like eight months before COVID hit and then not going to daily mass and thinking that like things were 
you know, I was like, you know, I'm still like, I'm still on fire for the Lord. And I'm still, you know, I'm praying every day, you know, doing, doing all the things that, that a faithful Christian, um, you know, strives to do, you know, having that prayer life. Um, but starting to go to mass again every day, I definitely felt a difference. And, um, so it's kind of like, you know, you feel free to cut me off anytime here, but like, Oh, well, when you talk, like, when you were talking about separation, you, uh, you mentioned we try to, was it stay away or eliminate, know, eliminate what separates us from God? Uh, what kind of things did you see in your life separated you from God that people who aren't on a journey, like, uh, could like hear this and be like, Oh, well, well I do that. Like, is that separating me from God? Right. Like make it yeah. relatable to the people that are kind of just, uh, following along Starting with us you know? or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So what does that look no, that's like? That's a great question. That's a great question. I mean, first of all, like sin is like the biggest thing that separates us from God. Right. And so, um, you know, if you're kind of like someone that is just barely kind of starting to like follow Christ, um, you know, all throughout the gospels, like he calls us to repent and to, to become the new creation that, you know, that we were meant to be. Um, so that's like, that's like the biggest thing. Um, and that could take a lifetime really. I mean, we're all still sinners. I mean, even now, like Oliver and I are sitting here, like we're sinners, right? Um, but uh, at some point in the journey, by the grace of God, um, I think a uh, faithful Christian will be able to kind of like see through the Holy Spirit when these moments of temptation come. Like, what were those uh, moments of temptation for you that, um, I guess, during the COVID time or when you weren't, because you had mentioned you were going to daily mass and then COVID hit, churches were closed. And then you, when the churches opened up again, you, um, you didn't immediately go back to daily mass. So right. sometime in there, I'm, I'm going to just... Uh, based off of what you shared, there may have been some kind of sin that separated you from God that prevented that desire in your heart to go back to daily mass, or was there no sin that that prevented you from going back to daily mass and that was just like, okay, well, I've been already used to not going. I'm not, I don't feel moved to go back to, to, to daily mass. Like what, how did, how, what is that? look like that's your question i mean i think the easiest sin to look at um and that's you know circumstances is a sin of pride i mean um we all have it we all at times feel like we're good like oh i'm good you know when people say you know how are you doing and then, and then the easy response is to say i'm good i mean um yep. That's like in, that, that response in itself is a prideful response because we've all, we all have issues. We just, we choose not to talk about them. Um, so I think that would be the so biggest pride, thing for me. So pride yeah. was a part of that thinking, well, I'm already on this journey and I've already been going to daily mass. Churches have shut down, but now they're reopening. I'm still okay. So... I'm just going to not go to, I mean, I don't even think that was your, in your mind that you were thinking like, I'm not going to go to daily mass today. I don't think that you were thinking that it was just right. like, kind of like out of habit, like, Oh, well I haven't been going and that's just what it was. Right. So, okay. The center pride prevented you at that point from going back to mass. Yeah. Cause pride, pride can, pride works in many ways. And one of those ways can be complacency. Right. And we can become complacent, um, you know, in our 
in our journey with the Lord, like almost like you feel like I don't have problems, you know? That's a, like, a lot of people, right? Uh, I'm good. I don't have any, any problems. Are you okay? Right. So, <laughs> right. So we, you know, just thinking that like that kind of thinking can cause us to become complacent. And if we think that we don't have problems, then I don't need to do anything because there's nothing to fix, so to speak, right? Um, so I think that's kind of like probably where my mentality was at that time in terms of not going, uh, not returning to daily mass. And you're you're right. It, it wasn't like I was, I think, you like know, intentionally hit the nail on the head. Like, yeah, it was kind of, it was like just, you know, like you said, like, oh, I've, you know, kind of just already have this routine of not going every day now because of what what happened with COVID. So, um, but knowing that, hey, we have a, as, you know, as a Catholic Christian, like we have to fulfill our Sunday obligation. We got to go to mass. Otherwise, it's a, otherwise it's a moral sin. Then, you know, that for sure I need to do, right? But but the whole um, daily mass thing, it's not a sin not to go to daily mass. But for those of us that are really trying to live in a way that is very intimate with the Lord in our relationship with him, I speaking from both ends of it where I've, I've been in the Christian life where I didn't go to mass every day. And then I've been in this life as I'm living it now where I'm going every day, it's like a big, it's a big jump. Like there's like a whole grand Canyon there in between, <laughs> like, it, you know, in terms of the closeness that you feel with the Lord. Um, I mean, he says it in John chapter six, you know, that those who eat his, his body will have life in them. And so if I only go every Sunday, I mean, and I have the option, the opportunity to go every day to receive him. I mean, th that's a big difference. You know, one out of seven versus one, one hour single out day. of how many hours yeah. in a week? Yeah, exactly. 24 times seven, right? I don't, not, I'm not a mathematician here, but let's see. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's 168 hours. Uh, yeah. 168 one, one hours. In a week, and most Christians, Catholics, have one hour dedicated to Mass on Sunday. And then I guess, like, tying that to, a, like, relationship, and I've heard it recently said in a, some uh, YouTube video I was watching, they're talking about, like, man, if you spent one hour out of the 168 hours in a week with one person like is that time good enough to build a strong relationship off of and then if like we're trying to build this relationship with god through jesus like we spend more than one hour with our spouses we spend more than one hour a week with our friends we spend one more than one hour a week with our kids and we know that we need to do that to develop a good relationship with him. And so maybe that kind of gives us uh, something to think about. Like, man, is one hour really good enough to help build my relationship with Jesus? And if we, honor, if we um, reflect on that and we're honest with ourselves, one hour a week is not good enough for any relationship. Correct. So, yeah. So the daily going to daily mass isn't uh, not going to daily mass isn't a sin, but if you could, why wouldn't you? In right, if that helps build your relationship with Jesus. So right, exactly, and 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 that's a, you know, I want to acknowledge, I want to acknowledge, right, that that's um that's a that's a leap it's a, it's a leap like 
you don't just have someone that's going once a week, like routinely, all of a sudden make the jump to to every day, right? It's like well, you did. Some, no, but something has something happens. Something yeah. happens. Okay, so tying like, this back to God's plan for us, God yeah. <laughs> called you to. And not that I'm God, I just said, hey, why don't you try going to daily mass? And then you mentioned, oh, well, if the Lord's going to tell me to go to daily mass and not that I, Oliver, am the Lord, then you you decided to go to daily mass because for whatever reason, you thought God was calling you to do so, right? Right. And so right. how did you know that that's what God was calling you to do? Bringing it back to that original question. Well, God is love. God is love. You know, that's kind of the foundation of, of everything. And, and during that time, I had asked him to teach me how to love my wife the way that he loves her. And so anything that looked like it was going to bring me closer to God, I felt was him calling me to do so. Um, so, you know, when that was presented to me through you, it's like, it's just a simple question. Like, okay, would going to daily mass bring me closer to God or would it bring me further away? And because of where I was at and what I had asked the Lord to teach me what I wanted to have him do in terms of work a miracle in my marriage. The easy answer to that question was that would bring me closer to him. And because it, because it came out of your mouth, like, like it could have been anybody, right? Like, but, but that was who the Lord had placed in front of me at that time in my journey was you. Therefore God is inspiring you by the power of his Holy spirit to say that to me is that what you and thought so then, at the time like at that moment yeah did like your thought process was okay oliver mentioned that i should go to mass every day hmm god are you speaking through oliver right now is that what you want me to do i don't think it was like that it was more like because of my prayer because of what i had asked the lord to you know teach me I, I took it as he was answering me. It was like, oh, I prayed for that. Therefore, he is answering my prayer. This is what he's telling me to do. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, I think, I think that if we're not praying for something, then I guess we would be more inclined to kind of respond in the way that you just referred to, where you're like going through this process in your mind of like, oh, is that from God? You know, but if we're praying for something, we're already kind of like actively communicating with the Lord and, and the Lord loves us. And in his love for us, he's going to answer our prayer, like, cause he loves us. So that was at that time, that's what it was for me. It was like, oh, I was already praying, asking for him to show me how to love my wife and teach me how to love and all of this. So when that came out of your mouth, it was the Lord answering my prayer. It was like, okay, this is what you need to do kind of thing. You know, that's, does that make sense? Yeah. And then I guess like in retrospect with what you mentioned, like, oh, is going to church daily going to bring me closer to God or is it going to bring me away from God? And I guess ultimately we want to do things that are going to bring us closer to God than do things that are not going to bring us closer to God. So I guess uh, that could be a uh, determining factor. Another determining factor in deciding, okay, well, is this coming from God or is this not coming from God? Correct. That's pretty, I mean, that's the grace that I've received to kind of just be able to logically look at it that way. But like, at the time you, you know, didn't. So in retrospect. Yeah, at that, that time, yeah. that was just, just in like an answered prayer. Yeah, because like, I think it would be hard like, for people to like see that, like, like in the moment, like, like yeah. they're not on the journey. 
Right. Oh, one hundred percent. I guess they'd have to 100%. ask themselves, like, well, I would imagine they would ask themselves, like, yeah, oh God, is this from you? And then I guess the factor that they can consider is, okay, well, is it going to bring me closer to you or is it not? And then because of the free will that we've been given, we can either choose to do or choose not to do something that will bring us closer to God. So that's right. So then, so I'll go go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was just going to, I was just going to kind of in, uh, um, it's going to see if we could kind of like tie that into kind of what we were, what we were talking about in terms of like, um, kind of discerning, you know, what is from God, yeah. you know, cause you're yeah. kind of like, Oh, well, how do you know? You know? Yeah. Well, for me, the way that I kind of would respond in that particular situation that happened moments ago, it's like, um, the Lord has me kind of look at who, who I'm, who am I talking to? Who is, you know, who am I engaging with? Who am I, who am I having a conversation with? Like, and because I know that you, Oliver, are someone that loves Jesus, someone that, you know, tries to have the Holy Spirit guide your life. Um, I trust that the Lord is working through you. Therefore, if something comes out of your mouth in my trust for the Lord, I choose to sit, to discern that that is coming from God. Like, but if I was talking to somebody else that didn't have a relationship with God, then I kind of have to kind of go through it a little bit more deeply um, to really know if it's from God, but you know, if something's coming from God, um, um, I don't know if that kind of helps answer that question, but it's, it's more about for me, like, who am I talking to Um, that, that, that helps in my discernment of whether or not something is coming from God. It's like, who am I talking to? And, you know, how does, how does this person live their life? as a, as a Christian. And if someone is kind of like for them, you know, for the most part checking boxes, then I can trust that that is coming from a good place. And therefore I just go out in faith that, okay, this is okay for me to, to do. This is, this is coming from the Lord. This is what he wants because I know how, you know, for the most part, right? I'm not God, so I don't know all the details behind the scenes of what's going on within your heart throughout the day. Like, you know. Yeah, you don't even know things. if I'm in a state of grace or if yeah, I got to, when exactly. I've got to I don't confession. know that stuff. But I can just have faith based on our relationship and and you know how I see you when I whenever I'm around you, like you know, do you, do I feel the Holy Spirit in you? Like, well then like someone might, might say, well, how do you know if someone has the Holy Spirit in them? Well, I, that's when I go to scripture and I look at the fruits of the Holy Spirit, you know, joy, namely joy, all those things that are listed in, do you have that scripture? Oh no, I was looking at something oh, else. Okay. And... I can pull it up real quick. It's kind of off top, not really off topic, but kind of in discerning (laughs) if something is from God or not. So here's, um, here's Galatians 5, 22 to 23. In contrast, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such there is no law so these are the things that i'm like always looking for when i'm around people on whether and this kind of helps me to know whether or not the holy spirit is in them and that they're living by the spirit because it says here in scripture 
this is the fruit of the spirit. Therefore, they will have these things. So around Oliver, like we were, I was just with him recently. We had a, a friend's giving and, you know, he checks, like if these are check boxes on a list, he checks most of these off. So there you go. I, you know, that's kind of like how I go through my, that's part of it. You know, it's part of the process that I go through in my mind as far as whether or not something's from God. Hopefully that made some sense. Well, it makes sense. And so while you were speaking and while we were, uh, you were sharing about this, I just, uh, like, like, uh, the uh, Bible passage with the donkey. Are you familiar with that? Oh, uh, which one? It's in uh, Numbers. I guess Numbers chapter twenty-two. Uh, but let me, let me but pretty up. much, uh, God uses a donkey to speak to somebody. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then now, kind of going back to, okay, well, I'm going to discern based off of the fruits of the other person if God is using this person. And now just going back to that talking donkey, like God specifically chose that donkey to talk to somebody. I, I, I read, I don't know if I really read the story, but uh, just the thought of, okay, like God speaking to us, like God could use whoever and whatever to speak to us. And with the whole like discernment process or helping to understand, is this coming from God or is it not? Like God used the donkey and with the donkey, like how do you even know if that is coming from God? But, but it says that God used the donkey here in <laughs> Numbers uh, chapter 22 verse, where is that? Uh, I think like 20, oh shit. Uh, Somewhere in the twenties, but then I was uh, I was having a conversation the other day with uh, this couple, not together, but individually. I had conversations with them, and they were telling me that you know, if God is going to come and talk to me, or if oh, if Mother Mary is going to show herself, like why would she come in this fashion? Why would she come in a tortilla? Why would she come in? like a cloud in the sky saying, oh, this, oh, look, that's Mama Mary or over here, like that's what, with a cross in the sky or something. Like why would like God like choose to do that? And then in my mind, I'm like, well, you know, if God wanted to do that, like God could. And like, who are we to put God in a box and just say, oh no, he can't do that. I mean, there are times in my life where, I'm like, oh no, there's no way that God could use that person. There's no way that I can learn something about my, something about me on this faith journey that I have, like from that person, that person is a sinner. Like how, like there's no way, but I found that I only close myself off to the power of God if I do that. So I guess, um, I don't know, just realizing that God can do anything he wants and I guess going back to your idea of like, is this going to bring me closer to God? I think that's a, again, another important or powerful determining factor in if, oh, this is coming from God. Yeah. This also requires though, having a knowledge of who God is like, cause if you don't, if we don't know who God is, like that's like the foundation. There's not really a way you can accurately discern like what is from God. If you don't know who he, who he is. Um, and the only way, honestly, that we can learn who God is, is through the word of God is by reading the word. Um, I have no other like <laughs> answer for someone that like, someone asked me like how do i get to know god there's i i really don't i mean i don't the word is the best source i mean yeah you can pray 
you can pray, but if you don't ever read the word of God, you don't really know how God would respond in certain situations that almost seem they you could tie them together, like like the way like the things that come up in our lives. Like if you read the word of God, then you then you can relate certain situations that happen in a daily basis to something from the Bible. Like there's something there. There's yeah. something there that we can reference. Yeah, like for example, had I not read the Bible before, there were things that Jesus said that I would never imagine that he would say. For example, um, I don't know if I can pull that up right now, but there's a, or maybe John, you could, as I describe this, maybe you could try to pull it up, where uh, Jesus, there are people, there are crowds coming around Jesus, and they're like, Lord, like we, we went, I don't know if they said we went to church for you, but, or we did this for you, we did that for you, I went to church on Sunday, or this and that, and then he would say to them, depart from me, for I never knew you. Like, I would never imagine Jesus to ever say that. But then if I didn't know that that was in the Bible, then my response would be like, why would Jesus ever tell anyone to depart from him because Jesus never knew us? Like, I would, like, that's how I would come to believe based off of my feelings, right? That, oh, Jesus would never say that. But then in the Bible verse, like Jesus does say it. Did you find that, John? Yeah, I have I have um Gospel of Luke here, chapter thirteen. Let's go verses twenty-five through twenty-seven. It says after the master of the house has arisen and locked the door. Then will you stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. He will say to you in reply, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, we ate and drank in your company and you taught in our streets. Then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. There's another one though. I know the one that you're, that was the one that came up real quick, but um, the one that, I, I think what the one you're also referring to is like the one referring to like, like, um, well here in uh, I think, uh, Matthew chapter seven, verse starting at verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not drive out demons in your name? Did we not do mighty deeds in your name? Then I will declare to them solemnly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoers. I would never yeah, imagine. Matthew seven twenty one to 23. Yeah. yeah, that's the one that I, would never I was imagine. trying to find too. <laughs> I would never <laughs> imagine that to be in the Bible. And then I guess like another one uh, is when... Um, did Jesus say, for if you love your brother, mother, sister more than me? You're not worthy of me. Yeah, yeah that was that uh, verse. Let's, let's read that one. Let's, let's get that. Because I think that's another thing. I just thing. read that one. I think that's Matthew 10. Oh, I think that's another verse that I would never imagine Jesus to say. And because of, let's say, my ignorance of what Jesus said, I would believe Oh, no, Jesus would never say go. that. So what did he say? Matthew 10, verse 37 through 38. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Yeah, so it's like... I would never imagine. <laughs> I would never imagine yeah. Jesus to say that. And who's, then, who's gonna who's gonna think about that on their own and say, "Oh yeah, that's 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 what Jesus said." You know, oh, they're not, not even gonna, gonna if they didn't know that that's what Jesus said, they would be like, "There's no way Jesus would say that." There's no way. Exactly. I don't believe exactly. that. And, exactly. And and that's kind of bit running off like a feeling that that we would have, not knowing Jesus. Like, no, he wouldn't say that. 
but then it's exactly. like, no, he does. <laughs> he says it. So then, and, it, and that's and that's the point. I sorry, I didn't mean to no, cut you off, okay. but that's that's the point. Like, we can't properly discern things if we don't know who God is, yes. and we and we have to read the Word of God in order to know who He is, because like, these things are like what Oliver and I just read, very strong, very strong, and like he like Oliver said, like we. I mean, me, I can speak for myself. Like I, I never would have thought as well. Like I'm, I'm going to agree with Oliver on this. I never would have thought that, that Jesus would have said anything like this, like these things that we just read in scripture. So it really impacts, um, the way that we view ourselves when we know, like I read that he said that. Like now I have like the eyes of the Holy Spirit where I can say, like, am I doing that? Do I love my father or mother more than God? Do I love my son or my daughter more than God? Do I love you know? my kids? Do, do I, I love do my wife more than God? For my like kids? I'm willing to go that far. Yeah. Do I love my wife more than God, you know? Yeah, and then I think there's this other one. Uh, I think this is the last one that I'll bring up. It's in Luke chapter 12, verse, uh, this is around 49. Let's see, let's see, let's see. It says, well, it's titled, Jesus, a cause of division. I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already a blazing Already blazing. No, that's not the one. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized, and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Oh, here you go. In verse 51, so Luke chapter 12, verse 51. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided three against two and two against three. A father will be divided against his son and a son against his father, a mother against her daughter and a daughter against her mother, a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. So another verse there where it's like, man, why would you, why would you say that Jesus? <laughs> exactly and then i guess kind of going back to like reading the word i think it all kind of comes back to like we gotta love jesus more than anything in this life amen like 100 and then you know because the word of god is so full of like knowledge and wisdom and truth if we should go to 1 Corinthians 13. There's a lot of verses that are going through right now that are being thrown out, but hopefully you guys that are listening find time to reflect on them or, you know, just pray, God, what are you trying to tell me? But it starts off in, so this is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. If I speak in human and angelic tongues but do not have love, I am a resounding gong or a clashing cymbal, and if I have the gift of prophecy and comprehend all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have all faith so as to move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away everything I own, and if I hand my body over so that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. And then it continues with love is patient, love is kind, it is not jealous, it is not pompous, it is not inflated. And it continues on. So pretty much, I don't know, in, for me at least, in kind of discerning what's coming from God or what's not from God, based off of this, uh, I like to go back to this verse and I like to just go back to love in general, is what I'm doing loving the other person, is what I'm doing loving the situation that I'm in. I guess suffering is going to be a hard one to love because no one thinks about, oh, I'm going to love especially while I'm being, while I'm in this state of suffering. But even in suffering, we're called to love. But I guess like in, in going to daily mass, like what would motivate me would 
not be that I get to receive Jesus, although that is like a, uh, like a, I don't know if icing on the cake is, is the right word, but it's like, because I want to build this relationship with Jesus, I want to get to know him. I think that's more important. More importantly, I want to love him and I get to do that by receiving him every day. And so again, the foundation is love. And like in my interactions with people, like, you know, I know God is calling us to love that person, you know, no matter what they've done to us, no matter what they're doing in their lives, they could be living a sinful life, they could be doing all of these things. But, you know, we have to look at them as they are a child of God and God loves them. So why, uh, so I need to love them as well. And just like love is the source, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And depriving, and we can go on and on, but depriving myself and what I want to do for the love of the other person. I mean, that's kind of hard to do, but that's what we're called to do, right? Yeah, that's everything. And um, one thing that stuck with me too, I heard before, I don't remember who said it. I think it may have been Father Mike Schmitz or it's a priest, but um, it was stated that if we are busy judging somebody, then there's no room for love. So that's something that has stuck with me as well. Like I tried not to, by the grace of God, like try not to find myself in a position where I'm kind of judging somebody because I know that if I'm judging them, then I'm not loving them because, you know, the Lord loves us all equally and uh, we're all children of God. We're all brothers and sisters. We're all connected. So, you know, we, we should be rather than judging, we should offer prayer for that person that they may receive the grace that they need to, to be the Christian or, you know, that, the child of God that, that they were created to be. So that's, that's something that I was felt, I felt moved to share as you were talking about love. Cause that's everything. That's, that's the whole, you know, I feel like, I feel like what God has revealed to me is that like, I will be judged based on the way that I love yep. period in the story. Like it's, it's all about that. Um, that's what this life is all about is, do you love the way that God loves? Do you love, him and your neighbor and your neighbor as he loves them. And so that's, and then I guess uh, going, tying that back to like knowing like God, knowing Jesus in the Bible, like if we don't know what God is when he says that he is love, if we don't know like what loves look, love looks like, well, I guess like where would we turn to if, uh, for, where would we turn to get the idea of like what love is? Like, are we going to look to God as an example of love? Or are we going to look to our, our mom and dad, our brother or sister or our neighbor or a priest or someone? Like, are we going to look to them to show us the definition like of what love is? Because then I think ultimately everything goes back to like, the source like we as people like we don't know how to act or we only know how to act because it's what we've seen like we've seen the example of and we could see an example of what like a conditional love looks like what unconditional love looks like we could see the example of selfishness we could see the example of selflessness and it's like whatever we let into our heart, like that's what we're going to reflect to other people. And then it kind of just goes back to like, okay, well, what what is love ultimately? Uh, this past weekend, we were having dinner at um, my wife's sister's house. And then the conversation came up and talking about, oh man, why would a Christian say this to someone who, who in a way doesn't believe. 
And then she she made a comment like, well, you know, we're all trying to find out what the truth is. Like, and we we shouldn't get upset with people because they're trying to figure it out. And then I kind of just jumped in and I was like, well, what, like, what are you doing? Like, how do you know what's the truth and, or not the truth? And then she's like, well, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. And so, <laughs> like, I wanted to so bad just jump in there and be like, well, let's talk about God because God is the truth. But I don't think it was the, or maybe it was the proper time and place and I just chickened out. But <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I get too crazy when I talk about stuff like this, so I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be loving whatever comes out of my mouth right now. So let's just, uh, let's just let her speak, and then she'll reveal herself, and hopefully, whatever she says, like she thinks about, and then I guess it helps me think about, like, oh, well, how could, how could I have introduced this topic more lovingly or how could I speak about it more lovingly but yeah I think you took the more gentle prudent <laughs> approach there so praise not be to God anything. for that <laughs> yeah dude yeah. if, if, if man, the so alternative bad. if the alternative is for you to like <laughs> not you know say speak in a way that's not loving then that yeah because right, I can get yeah. crazy, you know, like I get like you've experienced uh, me with my, my we craziness all, we all get crazy, man. and it's like, I, I uh, crazy too, man. but I think I kind of, I'm, I'm learning to, um, I don't know, just call it out and just stop myself. No, that's, that's, it. that's good. That's, that's actually, that's a major grace. Like if you can identify that, like, Oh yeah, no, if I, oh uh, yeah, this is going to get, this is not going to get go good. This is not going to go well you know, because of like whatever you're feeling or inside, like, yeah, that's a grace, man, to just, that's, and then, and then we just talked about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I mean, that, that right there is well, the a... fruit of self-control, hmm. self-control. So, oh, so it wasn't, so someone would think like, oh, that was me. That was me practicing self-control. Nah. That was from no, God. No, no, but that's what people would think. Yeah, yeah. Like you would and, think and that. I, and I'm rebutting <laughs> that. I'm rebutting that saying that, that was the Holy Spirit giving you the grace in that moment to have self-control. But then how do you, how can you say, how can you say that that was the Holy Spirit and how could you say that that wasn't coming from me? Because if I believe that everything good comes from God, that was a good thing. That's how. But if what? it's good, if it's good, it's from God. If I, that's what I believe. Other people can think, can disagree with that. But for me, anything that is good comes from the Lord. And we've had a previous podcast episode about this. Like, I think the title was, are you a good person? Something like that. So I remember that yeah. title, but yeah, guys, yeah. just hanging out with that idea of like how, like, how is it the Holy Spirit working self-restraint or self-control through me? How is that different than me practicing self-control and self-restraint? Like, can a person practice self-control and self-restraint without the Holy Spirit? I don't think so that's that's how i see it i think that i see where you're you're going here i think where am i going um, i think what you're thinking about is like so it's very it's very um it's a finite little like it's a thin line it's a thin line so that could be a thin line what, what you're referring to I think, and tell me if this is yeah, not what you were yes. what you were going for. But it's like you are inspired, right, to practice self control in that moment, right? Now, our own free will, we still have a choice. So I can say yes to 
say, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna hold back here. Like I can, I have that free choice still in that moment, or I can be like, no, I'm not. Forget that. I am gonna just let loose right now and give it to her, right? Like, so, but that that inspiration though, that was like, hey, be gentle. Hold back. This might not go bad. This might not go very well. This is going to go bad. Like that came from the Holy Spirit. But we, in that moment, still have the choice to say yes or no. We always have free will. We always have free will. And so when we say yes, the more yeses that we give to the Holy Spirit, it starts to become a little easier because it's kind of like, that's like your practice, so to speak, like practicing virtue because like practicing these... uh, dying of yourself. Yes, exactly. Cause we get these inspirations and then because we have said yes to God in these moments, we can easily like we, it's more recognizable when God is prompting us to do something. So we're like, Oh yeah, that's God. Like, hold me back right now like i'm gonna just be like yeah i'm not gonna say something right now because it's not gonna go well like so that, i think that's what you were going for is like there's this inspiration that comes from the holy spirit but then like trying to see how the human will still kind of like works with god in that moment yeah i i it's the free will that he's still in his love for us free. You know, he gives, it's a gift from God that we have free will. And in his love for us, he will never put us in a position where we can't make that choice. Like we always have the choice to say yes or no, because the Lord wants us to love him with our free will and not be a robot. That's like, Oh, you know, God told me not, you know, God told me not to speak because I'm going to be out of control right here. So I'm just, yeah, but that's what know. I was thinking. <laughs> so that's kind of, that's kind of robotic, but I think, uh, no, but it's more like you were, you were just talking about love. That's how we show love to God in, in that way. Right. Like that we can, that, I, you know, I'm going to love the Lord. I'm going to love my neighbor by holding back here. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, use that self-control that the, the holy spirit is is offering me right now and i think i should do a better job of just saying it instead of uh going about it this way but i think uh, you're right in kind of bringing up that there's a fine line and then there's a fine line between like giving ourselves the glory and then giving god the glory and i think and in that moment of self-restraint and self-control like, yeah, I could have easily said, oh, no, it was me. Like, I did it. I did it. It was my, my willpower. Like, I willed this thing. I, like, man, you don't even know how much power, how much strength that took to to hold back. But you know what? I did it. And I think in that right. idea, like, I have now become this God, Oliver, myself have become a God that I have just practiced self-control without the help of God. So That's then, a good point. So then I become, then I start to glorify myself and without even realizing it, I have given myself all this power, <laughs> all of this authority. And, yeah. and then like, ultimately, like, what does that come to? Like, like, you know, the Bible, like, like I'm, I am weak, but I am only strong because of the Holy Spirit that, that works through me and that, that moves me. And it's the Holy Spirit, the power that comes from the Holy Spirit that allows me to practice that self-control and in acknowledging that I can give glory to God who is a jealous God, which is mentioned in the Bible that he is a jealous God. And yeah, so I give him the glory and then I acknowledge that I am nothing without him. Whereas when I say that, Oh, I will this, I did this. Like I am now my own, like I am now my own God and it's like can I save myself from death like the way that Jesus saved us from death and the answer is no like no man can save themselves but just like that uh backpack analogy I've heard from this uh this uh Christian guy talking about if you're on an airplane and you're about to uh skydive 
or jump out of an airplane. Like, without a parachute, like, are you, like, like, okay, so jumping with a parachute and jumping without a parachute. Like, okay, let's say I'm going to jump out of this plane without a parachute. I'm going to save myself because I'm going to flap my arms. I'm going to power my arms so, like, like you've never seen before. <laughs> like how I've never seen before. I'm going to flap my arms and I'm not going to die. And then what happens? Like, we're going to die. And right. So, and now imagine, like, we're, we're, we're jumping out with a parachute and now we open up that parachute. Now we're trusting in the parachute that the parachute is going to save us, right? So that's kind of like... Uh, that idea like Jesus that our trust is in Jesus who's like in a way our parachute that we don't have to work that hard because Jesus is there to help us because I just like that idea like oh okay well you can do it like you can save yourself from death you're about to die right now let's see you flap your arms as 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 hard as you can let's and let's see if you'll survive I think that's like the giving yourself like glory and power like oh I can do it and then we, we, we ultimately end up dying yeah, and, and and sorry, no, um, go ahead. I just wanted to kind of affirm like something you were saying in, in that example, like, but even in that, like, it's um, we can fool ourselves to think like, oh, see, um, I am saving myself because I'm smart enough to use a parachute. Like, you know, it's like pride is very very oh. tricky. <laughs> Pride is very tricky. You know, it can sneak in anywhere in any situation and we can, we can give ourselves glory in, in, in any moment, man. And yeah, so. I think in like in that case where it's like, Oh no, pride got me to, to use the parachute. Mm-hmm. It's like an avoidance to give God, God glory. And it's like, why? Like, yes, because we're broken, but maybe because we haven't experienced like how much God loves us. Like some of us have not experienced that, and that's why it's hard for us, for people to acknowledge that God like really loves us. Yes. Yeah, but, if we haven't had that encounter with the Lord, like, yeah, that is that is way too deep. That that's not happening. It's not happening for anybody that hasn't encountered the Lord. It's always going to be about me and what I did and what I. I'm so smart or whatever, you know, uh, yeah, that's all, it's all a, a snare from the enemy, you know, to kind of keep us away from the Lord. And that's kind of going back to like something we talked about at the beginning of this, just trying to eliminate all those like walls, all those things that can keep us from God, like, and pride is, that's a big one because Again, reading the word, I mean, he talks about how pride is an abomination. Like he, he literally, like the only, the only people that hear will hear the voice of the Lord, maybe not audibly, but at least spoken to our hearts is the humble is those that really know the truth of, I am nothing. I am nobody. He is everything. And anything that is good in this life is from him. And there's literally nothing that I could do that could cause like something good to happen. Like, it's just like, we're, we are, we are wicked. Like we have wicked hearts and ultimately like we pursue things that are enjoyable to our flesh and this is why we all need to be saved because if it was with, without God, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're in a lot of trouble because there's, there's, there's no, there's no, there's no entry to the kingdom. There's no, you know, without Jesus, there's no entries. So people will think like, just, Oh, I'll find a way. Yeah. And, and <laughs> there will probably... be no way. <laughs> <laughs> all right, John. So I guess, uh, you could go on and on and I don't know if the listeners are, done with this conversation but i really enjoy this these uh these podcasts and i just want to thank all the listeners out there for for uh journeying with us and we just thank you for i don't know just just your presence here you know it really uh i guess motivates me to 
to keep on doing this. Um, I guess in um, one thing, one last verse I want to leave people with comes from uh, James chapter one, verse, let's start with 16 through 17. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. All good giving and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no alteration or shadow caused by change. So just, I guess, adds on to your point, John, that everything good comes from God. Whether we realize it or not is a different story, but there you go. Do you have any other closing words you want to say, John? Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.